You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm Helen Farmer and this is the Farmer's Kitchen podcast brought to you by Spinney's. It's all about food. From meeting the demon chef himself, we are in conversation with Alvin Leung, finding out why he has that name. Authentic Belgian waffles on the menu, courtesy of La Maison. And we were catching up with Mission Star chef Rohit Guy. He is talking about his launch of a brand new restaurant in Global Village. Courtney Brandt bringing the latest food news. Creams bringing some sweetness to the UAE. And talking to tribe creators about what makes a successful restaurant and the trends that are coming. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love welcoming chefs to Farmer's Kitchen and what a chef we have for you today. A global celebrity TV personality and we're lucky enough to have him here in Dubai at Demon Duck at Caesars Palace. It is, of course, Alvin Young and he is here in all his glory to talk food, to talk the future and I think probably make us a little bit hungry as well. How are you, Alvin? I'm great. I'm great. It's, it's great to be here. You know, you have a, such a lovely studio. I know, here. right? I know. We're very lucky. But you've got a pretty great office yourself over there at Caesars Palace. Well, you know, um, we are, you know, um, I would say, you know, it's a big brand. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a great kitchen. It's a great hotel. And uh, they've given me a, a, a good room. <laughs> they've given you a great room, but you've brought a great menu. I had an amazing meal there a few weeks ago. And it was this... To me, a, a mix of food that I'd never really seen before on a plate or on the menu. This kind of much-loved Chinese, Asian dishes, but with a real sense of fun and innovation. And even my kids were really into the descriptions in the theatre. I, by the way, was really into the soundtrack. I don't know who's doing your music, but they've got some great taste. Well, you know, um, actually, I selected a lot of the songs oh, myself. Really? And, you know, it's by fun. listening to, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old man. Oh, chef. <laughs> if you can recognize the music, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, we ha- I think there was a bit of ACDC going on. I was loving it. So you are known as the Demon Chef. Why? What's the story? Well, I think the story, um, which I've told many, many, many times, is that, um, you know, during the early, early days in, you know, in Hong Kong, where I started my career as a professional chef, um, in Asia, they love to call, you know, people God. God chef, you know, God of a gambler, you know, God of um, acting or whatever. And I, I really dislike that. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm no, I know everybody wants to be known as God or, um, I didn't, I didn't. And, uh, one of the reasons is because I think, um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's probably pretty boring up there. Okay. You know, playing your harp and, 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 and uh, clouds. clouds and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wearing, uh, wearing your hospital gowns, you know, I don't even think, you know, so I wanted to go down, go down and, you know, and wear pants. Okay. Uh, so that's why I call myself Demon Chef. And also, you know, my responsibility, you know, as a demon, I can do a lot of things I cannot do as God. Yeah, I can have a bit more fun, a bit mm-hmm. more mischief. Fun, mischief. Exactly. And I, uh, the real reason, I tell you what, also, you know, Damon, the exact... A origin of demon is from the Greek word daemon, and it's a playful spirit, okay? And I guess I meet both criteria. I'm very, mm-hmm. very playful, and, uh, you know, I'm a spirit, and, and even as sometimes spiritual. Well, I have to say, it translates to a really incredible atmosphere there at the restaurant, and the food pl- plays a huge part of that. Your staff, by the way, are excellent, and we're very good at talking us through 
as I said, I went with my kids, but they were really personable, really informative. And we had a duck dish that I was told, and you can tell me if your staff have been doing their research and their training, mm. is prepared over about 14 days. Well, you know, we aged the duck for 14 days. Tell us okay. more. It's, um, well, first of all, you know, we have this special duck. We import this special duck, um, especially uh, for this particular dish, you know, Peking duck, okay? And um, I think the duck itself, you know, the skin is, is usually a bit thinner than your normal duck. I know to get it nice and crispy. Um, when the duck comes, we process it, prime it, and then we age it. We age it in a, of course, environmentally um, clim- climatic controlled uh, fridge mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, Dubai is, is fairly hot. So, you know, I don't want to put a duck, you know, hang it for 14 days. So, you know, it's not going to be a demon duck. It's going to be stinky duck. <laughs> um, and during that 14 days of aging, you know, uh, a lot of moisture is 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 extracted from the from the from the duck. You know, I, I was going to say carcass, but you know, that sounds a bit you know dead. <laughs> um, it is pretty dead, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> I hope it wasn't talking <laughs> to you when you were eating it. <laughs> no, it was it was not talking, but it was delicious. Great, so, so it's so I'm, it, so I'm happy. So, uh, but anyways, you know, let's go back to the questions. Mm. Okay, um, during that process, you know. Um, it's, it's, uh, the meat begins to be tender. You're tenderizing the meat. Of course, you know, you, when you're aging beef, you're aging anything, you know. Um, it tends to tenderize. And then um, the flavor concentrates. You get a lot of umami coming from the duck. Nice and, you know, scrumptious, delicious. The priming also, you know, preserves some of the moisture because you don't want a dry duck, okay? No, um, dry and duck. then when we slow roast it, we try to, you know, pre- preserve the moisture in the meat. Because in the traditional Peking duck, you know, actually originated from the, you know, from the courts, okay? And, you know, in those days, they only ate the skin, mm-hmm. okay? But, you know, I don't think nowadays everybody wants to be, I want to say, what's sustainable, more yeah. resourceful. Um, you know, after all, the duck gave his life for you, you know, you just don't want to just eat the skin and throw away the meat. So I want to, you know, give you nice thick slices, which is quite different from the traditional Peking duck where you only eat the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I've used a calamansi-flavored bun in service with a traditional pancake uh, in order to, you know, the bun could suck up all that juice, you know, after we roast it very slowly oh, and carefully Alvin, you're with a lot of tender loving care. making me hungry. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about what's coming up because I heard just today you going to be hosting a four-hands dinner with Canadian master chef Eric Chong, who's a bit of a protege of yours. Tell us what exactly a four-hands dinner is for anyone who's not familiar with that term. Well, a four-hand dinner is exactly what four-hand is. <laughs> it involves four-hand, uh, two on each chef. Okay, so, you know, if you lose your hand for some way or could another... Could do a three-hand dinner. <laughs> it could be a three-hand dinner, but I haven't stolen anything, so I got, still got my hand. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose your hand quite easily here. <laughs> well, there's knives in your kitchen as well, so you better be careful. I know. I, you know, I mean, we, we, we deal a lot of sharp knives. And we, yeah. Tell us about Eric. Uh, Eric is, you know, he's the first winner of MasterChef Canada. And um, after he won, um, I decided, you know, this he has potential. And I'm fairly good at, at, at um, you know, um, I would say... Um, 
selecting people mm-hmm. with people and you know it's very important that you know your success is dependent on your people it i mean is. those are your arms and your legs yeah, and you your can, hands you, you can okay? be you can be the best in the business but if you haven't got a good team behind you and you haven't got that cohesive spirit or values mm, correct so you know in any kitchen you know it's a team it's mm-hmm. not just a chef mm-hmm. um and and you know uh, that was um i think 2013 or 12 he won he was the youngest master Chef ever, and now what's it now? 2022. I've been traveling so much, I don't even know what it year it is. Is, is it 22? It's October. So you know, that's about nine years been working together. Uh, we have a restaurant in Canada called R and D, and so what I did, I decided, well, let's take some of the, some of our, our our signature dishes from the restaurant in Canada, which you know, which which is also you know very similar to to Demon Duck, and and let's have let's put on. Uh, a show. Put on a show. A and show. Have some it's, fun. It's, it's, so uh, it's it's on tonight, um, and um, it's going to be a great show. Well, joining us in the studio now, we've stolen him away from his very busy kitchen, Chef Alvin. Him, the Demon Chef of Demon Duck, there at Caesar's Palace, Blue Waters, Dubai. Chef, you've been a judge on Master Chef Canada. How did you wield your power? How how what was that like? I'm just thinking of four words, you know. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> I need your money. <laughs> your money or I your need life. Your money. <laughs> I need your money. We'll take that one. <laughs> or come to dinner tonight. Come to dinner tonight. Yeah, well, you know, let's do that. If that's worth five hundred dirham, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about tell us about Master Chef. Because- I think Master Chef. You know, um, you know, we've done seven seasons so far, um, and I must. I, I love it. I love doing it. Um, and it's and it's hard work. It's hard work doing it because you know, um, you know, uh, the TV business or, or 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 the entertainment business or whatever you call it. Um, it's it's actually hard work. Um, in fact, it's harder than being a chef. <laughs> and there are many times when you know when I'm I'm shooting a show, and and the weekends come and I'm saying, oh great, I need that break. Mm-hmm. I never had that when I was a chef. I was just standing and cooking all day. You know. Lot of physical work and and you know I, I think you know sometimes in these reality show because there's so script involved and you got to concentrate and then you know um, it, it's mentally exhausting mm-hmm. okay and now going back to no go, that's too much me I going back to to the show um, I'm very proud of the show because uh, we had seven seasons and we, you know seven winners and and winner number one of course was Eric and 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 but you know aside from Eric, who has become a very successful chef, restaurateur, and, you know, um, a little, and a celebrity himself, you know, uh, um, a lot, all the, all the ex-winners, all the other master chef from the other season have all, you know, have life-changing, um, uh, life-changing, you know, careers, I, uh, whatever you call it. It's, it's kind you of know. interesting to think that, I mean, it's, I'm sure some people enter that competition maybe not wanting to become a next celebrity chef. They might just want to, you know, have the validation that they're a great chef and to open their own endeavor quietly and do it, you know, mm. in, in, in their own way. Mm. When now you've obviously worked your way up, you know, way up up the ranks, chef. Um, but and I'm sure get hundreds, if not thousands, of CVs and resumes, you know, heading your way over 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 any any given given month. And what do you look for in young talent when it comes to assembling a team? Well, I look for that. Actually, I I look for confidence. I, I think you know, in life, you have to be 
confidence. You have to be confident in everything you do. You have to really believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. I look for that, you know. Um, the resume, you know, I'm not looking for, for you know, I'm self-taught. Um, never worked in the kitchen prior to opening and I've never gone to culinary school. So, you know, this wow. is, um, but I'm not recommending, I'm not saying, ah, you know, every, every resume, you know, I'm, I, you know, I do look for, uh, people ask me the question, you know, um, you know, would you go to culinary school? And I said, if I had the opportunity, yes, because you should never, never in your life, you know, reject knowledge yeah and always learn always learn and if there's uh you know if, if you have the opportunity you should always take it mm. um it's not really um it it's how you use your knowledge that's very important mm -hmm. it's not having knowledge having knowledge is never gonna be you know it, it's never going to be uh um you know what's the word you know it's never going to cripple you it's never going to be a disadvantage it's always going to be a, an advantage mm -hmm. but you have to use it wisely and um what was the question again actually i'm just blabbing no, again no no, no. I, it's, re yeah. it's really interesting to hear about what you kind of learned Mm. Through through your life, and I love yeah. that about confidence. You can teach skills. You can teach someone how to cook something. You know, yeah. to, to, as long as they're not, you know, I don't, some you know coordination. What, but if you, if they don't believe in themselves, then that's it all falls apart. You have to believe in yourself, and you also have to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, look, if you have a terrible voice, you're not going to be you're not going to be singer. Okay, and if you <laughs> and you know, and if you're very very lazy, okay, and most likely you know it's going to be very difficult for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, you have to work hard. Don't burn yourself out. Um, and, you know, success is not, success in your career is not everything. I think you should um, be very, very protective of, of, of people that are close to you, your mm -hmm. family, uh, because they will always support you. And, um, um, you know, these are some of the advice I teach them instead of telling them, you know, how to fry a scallop or, or, or you know, or make more make chicken stock. I think these are um, very important. I, you know, and to be quite honest, you know, f uh, going to you know from from school and going to university. You know, I have degrees in engineering. I mean, you know, do I apply it to I, most asked question? Okay, you're an engineer. Do you apply it in your in your cooking? I said, oh no. You don't apply engineering. You apply the method, mm -hmm. the methodologies of how you think. Mm -hmm. That's how. You need to, and, meth, and engineers, they're great creators, okay? They are great creators. They're very, very creative. And, you know, every single, you know, this beautiful studio from the window to the mics to the monitors, everything here was not created by an artist, they're all created by engineer. I can okay? see our tech up in this uh, in our studio looking very happy with the recognition of uh, of engineers. But you're absolutely right. This is the thing about knowing knowing yourself, knowing what success means to you, but also allowing yourself to enjoy that success. I feel mm. like if you don't, then for what? For why? Yes. So um, this is but, this is my way of telling you to go and have a holiday, <laughs> Alvin. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a holiday right now. <laughs> Good. Um, I've run out of time, but one last question. Sure. If people can't make it tonight to dinner with you and and Eric, but could perhaps get a booking for Demon Duck in the future, which dish do you feel like is you on a plate? You eat it and you're like, I understand that man's foodie philosophy. Oh, it was so good. You want to lick it? Oh yes. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> I am um 
I'm now incredibly hungry for the demon duck. <laughs> So we're going to leave it there. But yes, tell me. Okay, do you know what? I'm going to say two two dishes. Go on. I, I think we call the demon duck. So obviously, you know, you have you you must have the duck, the yeah. duck, because you know, um, I put so much effort. Uh, you know, like I say, it's a two week process. Okay, that's one. Um, and if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Um, I don't know what you should have. <laughs> the water is always good. <laughs> You're going to have a core hot. Thank you so much for your time, especially on a Friday and especially on this Friday when you've got some very excited diners coming you to Demon Duck there at Caesars Palace. I have a wonderful weekend ahead and we'll catch up with you next time you're in town, I hope. Thank you. Thanks, Albert. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I've got a bit of a story for you. You know, I don't know if you do, but I've got some, a few really foodie friends. And whenever I go to their houses, I'm always like, oh, my goodness, they're the best hosts. And I am just this horrendous human being. Whenever I have people over, I just order like, you know, a takeaway. So this couple are Belgian and they came to our house actually for dinner a couple of months ago. And they said, well, we'll bring dessert. So I said, okay, great. Happy days. Uh, Maybe Carol will make, you know, one of her amazing puddings. And they turned up with a bag of waffles. I was like, wow, I love a waffle. So what can go wrong? These waffles exceeded all expectations of everybody around that dinner table. And (laughs) I immediately was Googling the name, got on Instagram. And after, I think, too long, we've got the founders in the studio joining us from Les Maisons and indeed originally from Belgium. We've got Dennis and Muller. We are talking food this afternoon and waffling on a lot about waffles. Both great to have you in the studio. Now, I don't want to get this pronunciation wrong, Dennis. So tell me where you are from and indeed the name that is given to these waffles. Right. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, uh, thank you, welcome. So we are from Liège, Liège uh, in I Belgium. Let me try. Liège? Liège? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> L-I- L-I-E-G-E? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And this is like a, a waffle capital of the world, Mal. Is that right? I mean, it's uh, one of the best place to have the waffles yeah, in Belgium yeah. actually so it's yeah it's typical from this place in Belgium yeah so. so what makes them different because physically they look they're probably maybe about the size of the palm of your hand and no. to my mind a, a bit thicker but is there a difference in the batter and the taste can you break it down for us so well, the the difference is that she's uh, a chef. <laughs> yeah he's a chef <laughs> so he will <laughs> answer <laughs> Uh, the difference is that uh, usually with the waffles, uh, the most important is the topping, but not with this kind of waffle. It's the dough itself that's, that matters. And uh, we get this taste with the Persigar inside. The Persigar is something typical from, from Belgium. So, and so kind of throughout the dough, you scatter these little little pearls of sugar. Yeah, actually it's caramel. It, the oh, the, the Persigar yeah. that melts. <gasps> yeah, wow. the pearl sugar is included in the dough. Yeah. So and we don't add it after. And yes. then you have obviously variations on it. Tell sure. us, tell well, actually, Joe, before we get to the range, <laughs> I want to know it's one thing to like a waffle, it's another thing to even come from, you know, a waffle capital. Yeah. <laughs> it's a completely different thing to then decide that you're going to start a company selling them in Dubai. Tell us about that decision. Uh, well, the story is uh, we used to come often here uh, in Dubai because Dennis' parents live uh, in Abu Dhabi. So um, we both worked in finance before. And well, after lockdown and everything, I guess we started to think about, we always wanted to start uh, our own business. But after lockdown, I think uh, we just decided to uh, Yeah, to we realized that uh, we were not happy with our life yeah. and uh, we wanted to do something like uh, that 
matters for us yeah. actually yeah so we start thinking about uh, what kind of businesses and because we came here quite often we realized that there is no such as Liège waffles here mm -hmm. so Yeah, we say, let's go. <laughs> I think you're so brave. I really do. To come to, a, I mean, I know, as you say, your parents are in the UAE, but to be, it's not like you'd worked here for a while and, and you kind of knew the market as such. To come and then start a kitchen and now a delivery and then we've got some exciting news about tomorrow as well. But I want to hear, <laughs> where did the recipe come from? Who's, whose granny's recipe book was raided? So uh, <laughs> none of us, actually, but uh, so... We didn't have any experience in, in bakery before, yeah. so we used to to try a lot, a lot of recipes. <laughs> it took us like seven months to get yeah, this yeah, recipe. Yeah. In yeah. our apartment in Liège, so yeah. it was <laughs> oh recipes from internet and yeah. then, yeah, just that we uh, change and from then books we, yeah. and everything. So it we was just trials. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got there in the end and yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. Tell Thank us you. about the range that you've kind of introduced to market. What's, what's available um, in terms of flavors do you describe them as flavors yeah um, of course yeah it's flavors uh, so uh, yeah. for the flavors we have wait two categories in in our menu we have the originals is the the waffle that you can find in liege actually yeah. so and you have the vanilla the cinnamon and the vanilla and cinnamon stuffed with chocolate this uh, is this is what we find really in liege in the streets of liege yeah. this is why we call them the originals And then, then you've got your own kind of twists. Yeah, yeah. So because we are in Dubai. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to, to, to bring something to, to the flavors and we came up with the signatures. So they are smaller uh, and we added like uh, some flavors like hazelnut chocolate, uh, pistachio uh, and cherry. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about feedback. I mean, obviously, you, you've already tapped into the Belgian community because they brought them to my house. Um, but what has feedback been like from Belgians who are already familiar with the concept to, you know, me who just like really likes waffles? Yeah, yeah people really loved it. Uh, we have some clients that told us that they've been waiting for us for like 20 years <laughs> here. So it's, um, yeah, it, it felt uh, it felt good. and Especially when, as you said, like we start from... From scratch. from scratch, we had yeah. no experience. It really means uh, so much for us to, yeah. to have this kind of feedback, really. Can I ask about kind of other collaborations as well? You know, would you think about, I don't know, if you know, when you think about Dubai being such a great place for foodie entrepreneurs, if someone was to come to you and say, can we do a flavor of X, Y, Z? Or, you know, you kind of open to those opportunities. Sure. Yeah, uh, yes, we are. Uh, the only thing is we... We don't want to. We want to keep it like uh, the the. We want to keep the root of the waffle as it is. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to 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 add like toppings such as uh, chantilly or or stuff like this. We want yeah. to 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 keep the waffles as the star. You know, it's like not the the topping the star. It's the waffle. I like which yeah. is the star. You're you're passionate about the integrity of a waffle. I appreciate <laughs> that. Right, James <laughs> is saying you're making me hungry. Where can we get them? Uh, thank you. You've preempted my next question. <laughs> Um, where can people order from, Marla? What's the best way of getting hold of uh, them? So now we only do delivery, so they can find us on uh, Deliveroo and Talabat, of course. Uh, we are locating the business base, so of course uh, the uh, delivery areas are quite limited, but uh, people can also order uh, from uh, Chatfood. And uh, this uh, we deliver... Uh, All the way. <laughs> you had a little tease on your Instagram last week, which was like, we're going to be popping up somewhere. And I was like, I bet I know. <laughs> I bet I know where it is. And it was, it was Odeon, which is a French kind of cafe and actually yeah. beautiful evening restaurant as well, right at the end of my road. And I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> so I went down there, eight o'clock, Saturday morning. I got two plain, got two chocolate. There was a fight over the chocolate amongst the children and my <laughs> husband, as usual, and posted on Instagram saying, 
oh my goodness, we just bought the waffles. <laughs> and then my husband went back the next day and said, I have to go back and get more. And he got there at nine o'clock and they'd sold out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We received a message from uh, from the sh- from the chief, yeah, yeah, who was like, we are sold out. Can you bring more? And we we're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and you're going to be popping up somewhere else tomorrow. What's the plan, yeah. Dennis? So, yeah, we'll be at the right market at uh, Dubai uh, Police Academy Park. Yeah. And uh, we are super excited about it. Really. Yeah. It's going to be an early morning, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot. I think for so, it must be so lovely for you guys to see people face to face as well, right? Just yeah, to yeah, yeah. We are excited. To, yeah, <laughs> to be able to talk about what's in there, what it's all about, see their reactions. Um, but I think people will have to get there pretty early if they, you know, a little coffee, a walk around ripe, waffle yeah. in hand. Yeah, it sounds perfect. And for anyone that does want to follow you on Instagram, find out where you might be popping up next. What's the best way of getting in touch with you guys? Both on, on Instagram yeah, on and Instagram, WhatsApp. So really, you can, yeah. WhatsApp. Marla Dennis, thank you so much. Thank you, Helen. Um, thank you. It's, uh, it has really improved my 2022. Is that a really sad <laughs> thing to say about baked goods? But they are so delicious and it's so lovely to hear the story behind them. Thank you thank both. Thank you so much. Thank really, you so much. really, really an absolute pleasure. La Maison in the studio. And if you want the details, by all means, drop me a message and I will send you that link. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's Eat Well, Live Well. Originally from Punjab in the north of India, chef Rohit Guy moved to London, uh, going on to achieve rave reviews, Michelin star or two, and is known as the Indian chef to be awarded a Michelin star in the quickest time. It was a record-breaking 10 months and exciting news He's coming back to Dubai. Chef, I was going to say welcome, but it really is welcome back. How are you today? Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much for for the opportunity with the Dubai Eye. You are I'm s- very good, thank you. Hope you are keeping well. Yeah, really well, thank you. Now, you were here, of course, as uh, you had your outpost of Katia at Expo 2020. How was that experience? It was uh, fabulous, actually. And uh, the Katia, my brand, uh, is very well regarded, uh, during the expo in Dubai, and people loved it so much. I've got so many requests to open and continue with Kutir, so I'm on it. Good. But this year, I've got the opportunity to work with Global Village too. So where I decided to launch my brand new concept, Howji. Oh, I want to hear about the concept. I think Expo was actually an incredible place for for chefs from all over the world. You know, yourself. We had chefs from. Beirut, we had London's, um, you know, pizza and donuts, you know, it was all, it was a wonderful testing ground, I think, for lots of people to understand a bit more about the market here in Dubai, what what diners wanted. What were some of your big takeaways from Dubai? And as I said, they're diners. See, uh, people, uh, to be honest, uh, Indian food, as everyone knows, is very well regarded around the globe. And the only thing is, if you can deliver it with the consistency and the right uh, you know, uh, balance of the flavors, Mm -hmm. then definitely people uh, always love to come back. And uh, you can't believe during the short period of Expo, I used to have uh, regular clients. They just wanted to come and dine with us. So that is a very good and positive sign Mm -hmm. for us. So tell us a little bit about coming to Global Village because when the doors open on October 25th, so we're we're on a a countdown now, uh, there's going to be 
some fantastic foodie additions and I hope hope none of them will get mad at me for saying this, but it, I really feel like yours is going to be the jewel in the crown. Tell us a little bit about the restaurant and how you begin to come up with the concept um, when you are used to, you know, you've got Michelin star restaurants and then you're translating it to a family-friendly entertainment space. Can you talk us through that? Actually, Helen, uh, I always work on the, you know, parallel side as well because that's really true. I always had... Uh, in London, but uh, you should be more welcoming with the concept. So I always work with, you know, a little bit casual style dining as well, apart from the point. So I believe in Global Village, people just wanted to try, you know, a couple of different uh, uh, eateries and uh, your concept has to be quite quick. Mm-hmm. Where people can enjoy different flavors and uh, of course, if you are in the global village uh, uh, location, then of course uh, you have to have more offering and uh, more price uh, worth experience, basically. And uh, I'm focused on Kauji because uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, street food across from uh, India. And there will be a lot of uh, my childhood memories as well because I started my career from India working uh, with Obrois mm-hmm. and Taj Hotels. So have a lot of memories of the street food and everyone knows the street food is uh, very well known and very famous in India. Chef Rohit, I want you to make us hungry this afternoon. What are you planning for the menu? Can you talk us through a couple of the dishes you're most proud to present to us? Of course, uh, the, one of the dish will be, say, for the street food, as I mentioned previously, there will be uh, aloo tiki that is, you know, very well, uh, uh, very well uh, regarded even in London market, even in my restaurants in London. But of course, we do little on the, you know, post side, but the flavor will be very authentic. So people can enjoy the actual chart from India. Apart from that, uh, for the no, uh, non-vegetarian eaters, there will be a lot of kebabs and uh, especially the one of, uh, one of the best uh, lamb chops will be on the menu. Ooh. And that will be cooked in charcoal tandoor. <sighs> Okay. Uh, with those smoky flavours. Job done. Hungry indeed. Chef Rohit is coming back to Dubai, opening up at Global Village when it opens its doors on the 25th. Um, so as I said earlier, you are originally from Punjab in the north of India. Can you tell us about some of the dishes you were eating and who was cooking as well when you were growing up, Chef? So to be honest, it's a, it's a quite uh, emotional and interesting story about it uh, because uh, I always give uh, all the credit to my mom. Because uh, I was a uh, I was the youngest uh, kid in my in the family, so I spent a lot of time with my mother, and uh, I still remember I used to make you know little little uh, miniature sparatas with her, and uh, I never thought I I I'm gonna be in this industry, uh, you know. But it was a it was a childhood memory. So, and uh, since now, still always uh, consider her, you know, tips and. Uh, uh, recipes in my menus even in London and she always uh, said to me even till now she said do whatever you want if you make food with your heart and soul then you don't need any such a you know uh, special ingredients mm-hmm. so that's what I always try and uh, strictly follow uh, always in my cooking and uh, I always ask my team to follow and stick to uh, you know, instructions as well. It's steered you very well. 
those inspiring words and her lessons when you were when you were young. Food must have heart, not just taste. It's absolutely exactly. it's absolutely right. It really, really is. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit as well about about being on TV. You've been on all sorts of different shows and channels across the world over the last few years. Do you watch cookery programs and food documentaries in your spare time, chef, or is that not relaxing for you at all? Look, to be very honest with you, I I love to uh, you know watch uh, the new editions like you know UK Master Chefs, Australia Master Chefs. Sometimes when I'm lucky and I have enough time to you know uh, enjoy. But nowadays um, I I have done uh, so many you know um, R and Ds during the lockdown mm-hmm. because that time I was completely free and restaurants everything was closed. So I spent more than one year at home only, and uh, that time I start writing my first heavy book as well. That's more focused on tarkari. Uh, it's called tarkari, and focused on more vegan and vegetarian. So I I do uh, love enjoy you know, uh, the cooking over the TVs. Even I've got thousands of you know uh, books and uh, I my handwritten notes, which I start making while I start my career in oh, India. Oh wow! How special. They they need to make an appearance. Scan them in before you lose them. If you're anything like me, chef. Um, thank you for your time today. I really do appreciate it. I know Fridays are very busy for chefs in the world in F and B. So we're on a, on eleven days to you opening your doors at Global Village, and I'm really excited. Kebabs, talking there about some stuffed bread and street food. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. If anyone wants to follow you or find out more, in the meantime, what's the best way of getting in touch and finding out what you're up to? Steve, next week I'm flying to Dubai. Yeah. And uh, next week will be uh, very, very important for us because uh, I decided to do my tasting and uh, start cooking uh, from next week. So... And it's an exciting time for the for the entire uh, team of Kauji as well. So we are very much looking forward to welcome everyone. Please come and join us at uh, Global Village. You don't Kauji need to ask will twice. Look after. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> really do appreciate the sounds. Thank absolutely you. delicious. Thanks a lot. And safe Thanks travels. A lot for your time. We'll see you in Dubai very soon, indeed, Chef Rohit Guy, who is going to be there at Global Village. I can't. I think that's just amazing. You know, I think we saw such a brilliant mix of high-low price points in cuisines at Expo. We saw, I mean, it, I mean, my goodness, just a full range um, from all over the world and Global Village being no exception from, you know, Japanese to Bosnian. And now we're getting a chef who's earned Michelin stars opening up something that we can try street food as as we go to shop and explore. Really, really excited. Chef Rohit joining us in Dubai next week. So hopefully we might get a bit of time with him and maybe a little tasting too. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Food writer extraordinaire, industry insider Courtney Brunt is with us to look at the latest food news, see what's happening here and abroad, and also answer your questions. If you do have any queries about where to go, what to eat, could be related to cuisine or price point, location, anything you've got in mind, chances are she's probably eaten there and will definitely have an opinion on it. How are you, Courtney? I am doing quite well. It quite is good well. to be back in the swing of this very busy city. Oh, ho, ho. Yes, yes, says me. It took me, I'm, I'm, I'm not hyperbolizing. I exactly exaggerate not. took me two hours to get from Almanara to Jumeirah last night. took me nearly an hour to get from Bounce to Shakeside Road. Q4 is a real thing. Oh, la, la, yes. With three hyped up girls <laughs> after, after a birthday party in the back seat. Yeah, there was a bit of deep breathing and then I pulled on my fake eyelashes off. 
<laughs> out of sheer stress. Casual night. <laughs> but there is a... There is there is light at the tunnel and that is the weather is a turning. Mm-hmm. The restaurants are an opening and there's lots to look forward to as well. Let's actually you know what, let's kick off with some news because yes. we've had a few interesting, exciting announcements recently. Where would you like to start? I would like to start. So just yesterday, um the world's fifty best, um, they have a MENA list and it was the inaugural year this year. We have the new date for the next announcement, and that will be January thirtieth, twenty twenty three in Abu Dhabi. Okay. And that's for the region. So there's 19 countries that are represented. We were very proud in the UAE to have a lot of representation. But I personally think there will be a lot of changes this year. She said with an air of mystery. <laughs> We've also had some um, bars We had. So uh, the sister list or the brother list, if you will, um, to the world's 50 best, the restaurants is the best bars. And that is global as well. We had four uh, in the top 100, okay. three in the top 50. I don't know these, so I'm going to give my honest reaction. Most likely it's going to be, I haven't been to that one or that one, <laughs> never heard of that one. Tell me more. Go on. The, these are, um, I think no one will be surprised, uh, our favorite. It's a program that's been around forever. Zuma, Zuma, number 38. Yes, and well-earned. Absolutely well-deserved. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Galaxy Bar. Uh, they were the one to watch last year. Now they're number 45. It's beautiful. DIFC next to... Stunning. Uh, Avli. Yes. It's, it's, just go for... Just go for... Just go. It's just, special. Just go and look at the, yeah. at the ceiling that looks like the night sky. I'm I, trying to get a good picture always. <laughs> I think it doesn't open until something obscene like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I think that That's too. That's why I've only been once. Yes. Because I normally sleep by 9.30. I'm usually in DIFC when, if I do go. And then um, uh, my personal favorite, Dario's team at the Bulgari Bar. Uh, they're number 50. So Haven't l- been. Lots. Well, you should go. You <laughs> should that was go. only three. Zuma Galaxy. Bulgari. So number 58. If we go into the top 100, yeah, we, we have Mimi Kakushi, where oh. you and I had a lovely brunch a few we weeks ago. Yeah. Well done, guys. Well done, indeed. So okay. where have you been recently that you rate? I have, I'm kind of, I'm on not like a repeat lap, but I'm kind of going around. I actually had a chance to go this week. Karna, um, which is at the SL they are doing a tip to tail uh, dining. I, I would call it a tasting menu. Really reasonably priced, three fifty. Okay, here's my question to you, yes. Courtney. How do you feel about the old nose to tail? Are you? Are you do you think offal is awful, or you don't mind? I think it's fine. I think uh, Chef Claudio did an excellent job mixing it up. There was actually quite a few kind of vegetarian dishes, and it's a it's a very holistic approach across the entire property. So this is just falling in line with how they believe. And this menu just reflects that. It's so involved. The menu was made up of old tickets from the kitchen, which I was like, brilliant. It's like all paper mache kind of. That's so clever. Yeah. Yeah. What was the best thing you ate? Ooh, they had a I love Oyster Blade, but there was a baked burrata. I'm a basic who likes baked burrata, but it was in a little tart form. The presentation's great. And there's, I would encourage you, there's a secret kind of bar, shall we say, there called Smoke and Mirrors. And I would I would very much uh, kind of encourage you to look that, that little place up too. Okay, sounds like a good date night experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan's been in touch with the question for you, Courtney, saying, Hi both, organising a party at home for my wife's birthday. We've got a nice garden, would like some casual... He says, and this is in capitals, casual catering, any tried and tested. Thank you. What comes to mind? So I'm going to go. I know who you're going to go with, I think. Oh. I'm going to, I'm I'm team Carnestore. Um, it might require a little catering on the, the person's part, but I think you can order literally anything. This time of year, you can order a turkey. You can, like, literally you can cater for all different cuts. Um, Dan and his team, Dan and Fix are just, they're the best. Um, the product's amazing. I would go 
you know, have people kind of turn up and just make it kind of a party, a barbecue party. Yeah, I've been to a party where Dan was there, literally like knife in hand, just carving the brisket up, serving up. And he's a great character in himself. And I think that's also, you know, for that kind of casual feel. Yeah. Who would you, who, 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 what do you think my prediction was going to be? We love Ilias. Pinch gourmet. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're, they're just great. I think, and actually not just casual, but you know, you could do your kind of canapes, but they also will do sharing. They do amazing grazing classes. They did. I, I recommended for a friend of mine, she had her work colleagues over and she was like, who do I go with? And I said pinch and it was an absolute hit. There so backyard, we love it. Support local. Brendan, I will send you links for both. If you do have any questions on the food front, get in touch. Now, speaking of grazing platters, Mm -hmm. TikTok's butterboards. (laughs) Right. I don't know if you've seen this, folks, but imagine imagine a shopping board smeared in butter (laughs) and then maybe decorated with... Well, what have you seen on there? Some edible flowers? I've seen just about everything. Do you know who has one who is local? Zara of Zara's Kitchen. She did one. She's very trendy and she's just amazing. So if you want someone local who's done one, Zara's Kitchen has. She has like a how-to. Risen also is a bakery. I think they've got about four locations here. They have one. You, if you don't have, if you don't want to do it yourself, go to the restaurant and have it. I would do, I would do a sweet and a savory, but I love 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 butter this, so this is it's the, fine for me this is this is my conflict i know my voice is sounding very eye rolly about the butterboard <laughs> but i'm also really down for having one yeah now spinney's has got this um i think it's a waitrose butter with um like really big crystals of salt in it yes this That's is what I was I thinking. Oh, like a smoked smalt, smoked salt, smoked paprika. I want to do something for texture. So I don't, I would, I, I feel like I need to have some sort of textural element in there. It really makes me laugh that we're talking about butterboards because two years ago in the height of COVID would be like, do not, <laughs> do not share, do not, do share not food. <laughs> do not, do, we don't share food. Yes. So I'm, I'm I haven't had one. It okay. hasn't, hasn't, you know, presented itself to me yet. Would I turn my nose at one? Absolutely not. Okay. I am that person. You know, when people say, well, if you could only eat one thing for breakfast, lunch and dinner for the rest of your life, I'm like bread and butter. Yes. Fresh yes. baguette and all the butter. 100%. So Nice full fat butter, not like... like oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Proper butter is better. Yes. Let us know. Butterboards, yay or nay? You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Joining us to talk the latest food news, go behind the headlines. And if you do have any questions, Courtney Brandt is with us for another 10 minutes. She is a writer, a food writer, uh, industry insider, always has a finger on the pulse of what's happening. And we're going to be finding out where you're going in a few minutes. But I do have some news I want to quiz you on, if you don't mind. Now, we're both um, food lovers, but also animal lovers. Yes, we are. Uh, one restaurant in San Francisco is taking things, I mean, maybe even further than we would. Yeah. What are they serving up? Dog, D-O-G-U-E, like Vogue, which I was recently <laughs> published in. <laughs> nice. Dog, um, they dog. offer a tasting menu for dogs. So $75, <gasps> three-course meal, offered on Sundays. Could you spoil your dog? Now, no. my dog is anxious and and people are so nice in PR and they invite me to dog friendly restaurants. And I'm like, my little pops, Poppy, just would just wants to sit in a corner and be scared in these, you know, kind of places. But $75. I would get I would get an invite for us. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I'd go, but I wouldn't want to pay. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
that buys an awful lot of rubbish cheese and that's all my dogs want. <laughs> so no, it's a hard no from it, me. I will say this team um, for their doggy degustations uh, consulted <laughs> with a vet. <laughs> consulted with a vet. So it's all balanced. I don't know. San Francisco, I feel like there could be a market here. I, I don't think so. Courtney, there is definitely a market <laughs> okay. here. Definitely. There is one in... Um, uh, near Dubai Mall, I know there's a new one that is like a spa and dog, like dog friendly cafe. Stop the world! So, I want to get off. We've yes. taken our dogs to Irish Village, and they were lucky to get like a, you know, like a honey mustard sausage from the table when yeah. it fell on the floor. Like that. That's where I'm at with with mine. Yes, I am. Uh, dog. I mean, it's yeah. a great restaurant name. I'll, I'll give them that. Okay. Um, can I ask you about Halloween? Because you actually, you were in the States recently. Did you bring back any weird and I wacky didn't snacks? Bring weird, I didn't bring weird, but I did bring you some treats for the girls. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah. Thank Just you. Just little ones. Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to make a sweeping generalisation, but you Americans love Halloween and go very, very hard on it. One of the best Halloween parties was at my friend Liberty's house where yeah. she'd hired people to jump out at people in the garden. We, it's and, there, was, and there was coordinated like thriller moves. I can remember with my sister when we were younger. First of all, we had this like very serious candy trade situation, but also like you you have your top tier, which is like Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, maybe Junior Mints. Then you have like the next tier down, and then you have the bottom level. Okay, these are the parents that um, maybe are trying to be a bit more sensible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what do they give out? Box of raisins. Uh-uh. No, no, no kid wants it no. at all. That's like you just you, you feel bad about throwing it away. But when you're opening at the end of the night and you look at all this candy and then you see that red box. Devoed. Sorry, sun made. Sorry. But do you think they're aware of this reputation? I think they are. So recently on social media, they released like a pretend horror trailer called Raisin House <laughs> as if it was the worst house on the block. Like, don't go to the Raisin House. Um, and I just thought, you know what? That's pretty savvy for social media. I, you're leaning into you are the worst at Halloween. Maybe Blessing. toothbrush is the very lowest. No one gets Apple. I've seen those. That maybe I'm. Are you I am older serious? Than yeah. People give a toothbrush. Yeah, that's also expensive. That used to be like a dentist thing. They'd be like, "Here's the toothbrush. Here's your toothbrush for after you eat, <laughs> like candy, the yes. same weight as your body." We're weird. Well, yeah. I'm keen to know what snacks you bought for my kids. Okay. Right, we're running out of time, so I want to know where are you going this weekend and what are you looking forward to? Okay, we are busy right now. Um, so Oceano new season called Wanderlust. I will be going next month. Chef Gregoire can do no wrong, in my opinion. This weekend, I'm going to the Flamingo Room by Tasha's. They have a new menu. I know. We had Jill from Flamingo Room on the show a while ago. great. Yeah, I really, really really liked it. The only issue I have Mm -hmm. is they're launching a new menu and all I want to do is eat the calamari Mozambique. So I'm I'm not going to order from the new menu. (laughs) You're like, I I need need my standbys. I always order the same thing. Uh, And then finally, the nice guy, which is at Emirates Towers. I don't know which space it occupies. I haven't done my research, but I do have... Give me a a sec to Google. It's very cool branding. It's very... It's a a Los Angeles chain or a Los Angeles uh, kind of group. And it just looks kind of like old Hollywood. Um, I think they had a big launch party last last night uh, but I'm going to go check out invited. Uh, <laughs> it's Italian ah. everyone loves a nice guy okay 
This looks gorgeous. Doesn't it? So I, next time I see you, I will report on that. Uh, I'm going to make it to Hakkasan, I think, next weekend as well. They're having a collaboration with a very famous chef from Hong Kong. But it is just on like Donkey Kong. Oh, <sighs> stretchy trousers at the ready, Courtney Brand. <laughs> For anyone who wants to follow your adventures and misadventures of travel, food and more, what's the best way of giving you a follow? I am on Instagram underscore Courtney Brandt underscore. And in that link tree, you can find newsletter. You can find... You can link to everything. Sign up for the newsletter, guys, because some really good nuggets of news, uh, reviews and more. And it comes out every single Saturday. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are celebrating food this afternoon, whether that is chefs, tastemakers, the latest headlines. And now we are ending on a very sweet note because Creams is one of the UK's favourite ice cream and dessert cafes is bringing its sweetness to Dubai. They've got 100 outlets across the UK. And joining us live on the line is Othman Shakut. Uh, Othman is the managing director, board member as well. And uh, Othman, I'm very curious about what's on the menu. How are you this afternoon? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really excited. I love it when new places open. And uh, you know, Dubai, we've uh, we're we're very much spoilt for choice, and we get lots of things kind of opening the market that might be untried. Um, my husband's always got a bit of a joke about you know opening soon, closing soon after. But the fact that you guys are coming with so much experience is uh, it's really really encouraging. This is a family business. Can you give us a bit of a, a bit of a potted history of Creams Cafe? Yeah, so Creams was founded back in 2008 uh, by two gentlemen from London, uh, born and raised. And it was the idea behind Creams initially was to create a more holistic dessert experience. So uh, at that point in the UK, you only really had uh, dessert offerings which would in, in, incorporate sort of you know ice cream. Um, you may have a, a, another cafe that might have uh, waffles and crepes. Um, and the idea behind Creams was to bring all of those different elements uh, of a dessert experience under one roof uh, and also really focus on the experience. So really uh, at the core of our brand DNA is to be fun, exciting uh, and ex- essentially exude a wow from our, our guests. <laughs> Having those, could, those know, moments. I think we kind of forget that sometimes that, you know, food, yes, is fuel, but sometimes it's fun and it's a celebration it's making memories and I feel like dessert is is actually probably one of the key areas where that tends to be the case more often than others because you know we we go out to celebrate we have treats we have these kind of bonding moments and you've got that as, as you say that kind of sense of fun the menu is enormous like uh, it looks incredible. Are you bringing yep. it all to Dubai? Because when I say the menu, this is this is the the one that I've been teased with. It's like Sundays, giant cookie dough, gelatos, thick shakes, scoop shakes. It's it's absolutely amazing. Often, what? How are you deciding what to bring to Dubai, and and what kind of testing have you done in this market? We have got a big sweet tooth here, by the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, for us, we've had um, you know London being you know such a a global city. We've had people travel from all across the world, uh, and we know it's a really popular amongst people from different, you know, parts of uh, the globe, including the Middle East. And we also understand the, the palette is very, very established in 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 the GCC mm-hmm. and in the UAE. As you mentioned, there's so many different brands there. I think part of our brand proposition is that we want to make sure that we have all of our signature desserts 
in in UAE when we come to UAE, but also we may have a, a few twists. So you know we manufacture our own gelato, uh, so we may introduce some really exciting flavors specifically for the UAE market. Um, but I can't reveal too much right now because I want uh, the guests that you know frequent our stores uh, in you know UAE uh, to be excited by what they uh, what they find themselves um, uh, you know consuming. Othman, I wanted to ask you something that concerned me about the menu, and it's the calorie count you include it. Is that a legal thing in the UK? Um, because I'm a big fan of sometimes ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that decision. Um, yeah, so uh, in the UK, um, and generally globally, there's a big trend around uh, uh, transparency around calories. Uh, in the UK, is it is a requirement, uh, but we have been working uh, more conscientiously over the last few years to educate our consumers. So we, we, we are really uh, careful um, and we want to inform our guests that there are, you know, what, what's the nutritional quality uh, or what's going into our product. And we're quite fortunate because we manufacture our gelato. Uh, we use the you know uh, very, very high quality ingredients that comes uh, from Italy and we use clean label uh, and we feel that's also important. So it's not just about the calories, but it's also the quality yeah, and the nutritional or value that's coming uh, into the products. I'm 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 eyeing up some that are definitely on the higher end. Definitely worth a cheat day. Definitely worth a share. Um, what's what's been popular when when you think about your kind of you know your fastest moving or you know the combinations that are really resonating with customers there in the UK? What are some of the big hitters? I think um, uh, our Sundays are, you know, very, very well known. Uh, we do great across um, uh, waffles and our cookie doughs. Uh, and actually, it varies a lot. So um, you'll find that across all of those different categories will we'll sell a lot of um, amongst all of them. And sometimes it's also led by the, the temperature. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we don't have as good a weather that you have in UAE. Um, well, so on the uh, when it's summer, people... <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, often uh, during the summer months, we see milkshakes, uh, gelato. The Sundays really fly off off the shelves, um, and um, you know in the winter months we see some of the warmer puddings and, and uh, warmer desserts uh, do better. But yeah, I would say it's kind of evenly spread um, across all of those different categories. And and again, it comes back to the point that we have this holistic dessert. Uh, experience which should cater for different types of palettes and you know different types of uh, preferences. Talk to me about kind of creating your own because customization or, or you know kind of combining your own flavors are um, big for you guys. Have you had any unusual requests in the past? And I want to know your top combination too if you're going to create your own. I think with create your own, it's just really to make it exciting. Um, so. Uh, in the past, you'll have children just, you know, create a bit of a a mess with with, with the different confectionery. Like home alone moment. They, <laughs> home alone moment. But I think all of those things really add to the experience. Um, for me personally, I'm um, a bit of a chocoholic. Um, so anything with a bit of chocolate, um, you'll find me kind of adding that into um, my create your own. Um, but chocolate sauce, chocolate shavings, all of those you know, really, really number one in my kind of uh, list of um, uh, add-ons for, for my Create Your Own. You've got 
chocolate fudge brownie ice cream and then you could top it with Rolo, Snickers, fudge cubes. This is... Okay, we've had a message going, where, where is it? Okay, so that's my question to you now. Uh, thank you for giving me, giving me a nudge there, uh, Muna. Um, where, where are you going to be when you open in Dubai, Othman? So we're looking at a variety of different locations and we will probably be opening uh, multiple of stores up front. Um, and we're, we're looking at Dubai and Abu Dhabi. So for those of your listeners who are in Abu, in Abu Dhabi, don't feel that you're going to miss out. We're, we're making sure that we have um, a lot of uh, different areas covered. Um, and we're hopefully going to be launching um, a pop-up as well. So even before our first uh, store opens, we'll be uh, allowing for uh, the guests to uh, taste some of our uh, you know, uh, delicious desserts uh, in advance of that. Um, a message here asking about um, milk alternatives. So anything for veggies, vegans, um, and c- will you be using camel milk? Good question. Have you thought about that? Have you tried it yet? We are actually looking at different adaptations. Um, and we know that camel milk um, is really part of the, the palate um, in uh, the UAE and the wider region. Uh, what we do already have in the UK is we have a vegan menu and we were actually the first uh, nationwide dessert uh, brand to bring that out. Um, so we will be looking to develop that range uh, in the region as well. Um, but, you know, building upon what we've done in the UK. Um, but, yeah, there are certain uh, adaptations we will be uh, doing uh, for our products um, for for the for the UAE market. Watch this space. Thank you so much for your time, Othman Shukat, MD there, board member at Creams, and keep us posted. Give us an invitation to the opening. I'm very interested to uh, save up some calories for when you open the doors. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend ahead. There you go, Creams. That was a bit of a tease, wasn't it? I was hoping they'd be, they'd be ready to tell me when I could, I could go through the doors this weekend. But we will keep you posted, of course. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love connecting you with the chefs, with the entrepreneurs, with the tastemakers as well. And if you've ever thought about opening your own restaurant, but not even sure where to start, where you should be located, what you should put on the menu... With so much competition out there, how can you stand out from the rest? Speaking now to Enrico Clementi, the managing partner at Tribe Creators, to give us a bit of a, an industry inside take. Enrico, how are you this afternoon? I'm very good, Helen. How are you? Can I you am, hear me okay? I can hear you great. You've got a great voice. So tell us a little Excellent. bit. <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you do in the F&B space there at, at Tribes. What's, what's it all about? So, in you know, in simple terms, we are food and beverage advisors, um, and that spans from uh, you know conducting market studies to developing concepts to helping entrepreneurs uh, set up their own business or hotels, um, getting the their F and B mix right, um, or bringing in chefs and brands from international markets into here. So pretty much, you know, anything that is, uh, you know, within the F&B industry, we, we get involved in. So here's my question to you then. If someone comes to you with their great idea and hopefully, you know, a bucket of cash as well, would you say that's not a great idea? How, how, mu- how much sway do you have given your kind of, I guess, industry knowledge and be like, I see what you're saying. And I think it's great that you're really passionate about you know, one very specific thing. However, 
the market might suggest otherwise and you might not turn, turn a profit. How do you navigate those kind of conversations? Yeah, look, I mean, it, you know, p- part of what we do is, is, as I say, is advising. And, uh, you know, it, it's our duty to, to, to give the right, <laughs> the right advice. so diplomatic. <laughs> no, no, but, it, no, but that, that, that is true, right? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give somebody the wrong advice just mm-hmm. for the sake of, uh, you know, sending an invoice type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no, I mean, there are, we do come across uh, clients sometimes that, you know, have, uh, you know, everybody has passion for food and beverage and, and, and some clients have uh, a specific idea in mind, um, which, you know, is very exciting to them and they really want to bring it to life. But then when it comes down to it, you know, one of the first things we always say is, you know, make sure that it makes business sense. Mm-hmm. And that's a very broad term but you know once you take everything into consideration and and uh, run a what we call a feasibility study uh then you know yeah okay well exactly when, exactly when, when it, thinking, it translating to numbers exactly when when we are thinking about um what is coming to market what kind of trends are you noticing in terms of cuisines locations restaurant sizes even even pricing um, look, I mean, uh, so where do we start? If we start from pricing, to be honest with you, I do. I was actually having a conversation with, uh, you know, with an operator yesterday, and you know, operators are a little bit under pressure at the moment when it comes to uh, to pricing because some of their running costs have gone higher, you, you know, from food, from from other uh, elements, especially the ones who offer. Uh, a, a, let's say an affordable uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are certainly, you know, cha- challenges that, that need to be overcome. So they may have to pass that on to customers to, to a degree. Um, but that's normal. You know, it's, it's a cycle of, of uh, a restaurant business that from time to time you have to review your pricing. Um, when it comes to trends, I mean, what do we see? Uh, there's, uh, I mean, you can talk about many trends, but one, one of the things that we see continuing is uh, for example, the um, the strong restaurant groups and independent operators uh, continuing to grow, continuing to open up very exciting restaurants and and uh, and brands, whether they are, you know, uh, homegrown with some of the well-known chefs mm-hmm. that we have locally, or, or whether they are international brands that come from wherever UK, US, or wherever it may be. Um, so, so that is there to to continue for sure. Um, when it comes to cuisines, um, look, I mean, in Dubai we have pretty much everything. But um, I, I would say, uh, actually, looking at some of the restaurants that will open in twenty twenty three, there's quite a few uh, French that are coming back into the market. Okay. Um, which, yeah, at some point there was, we definitely had a French wave and then you slow down and there was a greek wave and you know all that and <laughs> the peruvian wave see, yeah exactly the peruvian way and wave and um yeah i've i've seen a few french coming back in mm-hmm. um as well as some latin american uh concepts as well so it'll be an interesting year 2023 there's um there's, there's quite a few uh, exciting openings lined up we're also going to see the second edition of the michelin guide for dubai and i wondered I mean, how many months on now? About five months on. You know, what what do you believe to have been the real impact of Michelin launching in the region? Presumably, you're very well connected with operators, restaurateurs, chefs as well. What's the feedback been like from the inside? 
Of course, of course, yes. I mean, we, you know, we're lucky enough to be involved in some of the uh, some of the mission, the, the, the projects that actually won some mission stars and and beat Gourmand and so on. So, the feedback is very, very positive. Um, you know, without a doubt, uh, the Michelin Guide has brought a lot of attention to to the F&B industry in Dubai and the dining scene. Um, so, you know, at some point, uh, because the the restaurant, the 50 best uh, restaurant guide became so prominent, a lot of the people within the industry were saying that the Michelin Guide was slowly, slowly becoming less relevant. But we actually see uh, that. It, in Dubai, especially the first edition, it had a really good impact. Um, so, you know, it reminds us how important the Michelin Guide is realistically. Um, and even in the in terms of, you know, footfall and, 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 and revenue and customers, uh, the feedback is very positive. You know, uh, these, some of these restaurants are saying that they have seen uh, an uptake and an increase in their um, in their numbers. So, it, it can only be good. It can only be Watch positive. Watch this space. Get putting um, Dubai on the map. Yeah. Enrico, thank you so much. For anyone, that, for anyone that's out there thinking, I do have a good idea and hopefully a pot of money as well. Um, if people do want to get in touch and I guess explore, you know, concepts, everything from design to even even chefs, what's the best way of catching up with you guys at Tribes Creator? Um, well, it's e- either on our website. Uh, there's all the contacts there. That's tribecreators.com. Um, or send me an email at enrico at tribecreators.com and I will make sure I'll get in touch. Thank you so much. Where are you going to be eating this weekend? Actually, a client of mine has just opened um, Novikov Cafe in, in Dubai Mall. So I am probably going to uh, check it out. Enrico, thank you so much. Really do appreciate <laughs> it. Happy You're eating. Welcome. Have a great weekend. Hey. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. The UAE's number one talk radio station. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.